Hey, it's the Hoop Talk. We back. Yes, we are. We are. And it's it's us three, the core, the core team back. No guests today, but lots to talk about. So much. Lots to talk about in sports and in life in general, because 2020 is relentless. Sucks. It absolutely sucks. Yeah, it's the, the worst. 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 <laughs> the worst. Uh, okay, today um, we're going to talk about sports and protests and boycotts and all of the things happening. Um, I, I want to say this quote that I, I heard from Renee Montgomery where she said, a lot of people thought sports would stop because of COVID. Sports has stopped right now because of racism. So think about that. Yep. And, you know, I know it started with the NBA. We're going to get into it. But, like, sports, sports is coming, like, for real. They're done. Right. For the most Jam- part. Jamel said something mm-hmm. similar, too. She's like, think about it. It's like, not corona, but all this it actually stopped it. Yeah. That's so nice. Yeah. Well, I mean, social justice, man, and racial equality, it's important stuff. So we're going to be yep. talking about that today. But before we get into it, Karen, how are you holding it up in your spa-like home, your new place? Tell us what's going on up in San Francisco. So, you know, it looks like a spa, but out there, it, it looks like a barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I, yeah, I think we're back to, <sighs> like two years ago, we're back to the like, top spot for the most like horrible, mm. unhealthy air Ugh. right now, air quality index. Um, so that's wow. kind of a bummer, but yeah. good news. Um, I'm loving my new shirt. Oh, I know. Yes. Yes. Baker's log, you guys see, right? Uh, right? That's right. So if you guys see our YouTube, we're all wearing new shirts. I'm wearing, uh, the W wears orange. Kendall has on her, say her name, uh, t-shirt. Who's on the back? Parker? Candace Parker, Parker? yeah. Yep. And uh, Karen has on the lovely tie-dye three. Custom three logo. Yeah. I just got Custom that one in the mail yesterday. Yeah, it's nice. Oh, I like chef's it. Chef's kiss. Yes. I mean, honestly, we are buying the merch. I just posted <laughs> on- too. I just posted on Instagram because Derek Fisher was wearing this cool long sleeve t-shirt that had the LA Sparks logo on it and it said vote Sick. across yeah. the chest. Ooh. And it was like in this really cool mustard color. I'm like- where, where can I buy this? This is the stuff yeah. I want. I want this in the shops and I want to be able to buy it. I don't get why they don't got that ready. The minute they like, okay, someone's going to debut this. Here's the link. I know, right? Like that sweatsuit. Yes. Oh my gosh. Still so haven't many. seen that. Oh, I crickets. still have not seen that. Yeah. I still haven't seen it. So I, yes, we got the sweet merch on. You can see it. We hopefully will be working with a merch company and maybe we'll do something fun with them that's in the works i don't know i i want to manifest that hopefully it does go through but we're working on that um kendall you are in utah still how's it all mm-hmm. hanging there i know you've been super busy it's been hanging yeah just been busy working on that voting project with last week's guest jackie yeah. pepper um, I basically work 18 week, days a week. Um, so that's really been fun. Can't wait for that to be over. <laughs> well, you're going to go on vacation <laughs> soon. I know that. We have yes. to Yeah. Plan and I have that. a feeling that this is going to kind of creep into my, my vacation. Oh but yeah. It, it does. 
Yeah. At least I'll be in Montana and Wyoming and Jackson Hole and all it. that. So, I love it. But yeah. Yeah. Hanging. Just hanging That's out. That's good. How's the hair? Did you get it cut yet or is it still growing? Oh, no. It's, it's to the bottom part of my butt crack now. <laughs> Rapunzel over there. <laughs> at first it was just at the top and now it's like. It's there. It's at the bottom. It's I actually, just... I had to do like a tighter braids for mine too, because like it's getting so long. I'm like, ugh, I have to like braid look at it that in. braid. Yeah. Look at that yeah, long braid. Doing her yeah. long, Kindle's long braid. If you go on yeah, our you YouTube, can't even you can see, see it. it. I know. So there long. It is. Oh my goodness. Past the nips. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> How long do you have it? I don't know. Past the nips. You know, <laughs> definitely a measurement. <laughs> oh, well, my, my braids are above the nips and <laughs> I've been holding it down here in Los Angeles for us. And it has been disgusting out what there. You, the humidity is sickening. What you been doing? You know, anything you're watching? Um, well, first off, I want to say thank you to the Tamarindo podcast for having oh, me yeah. on their Instagram oh, live. So I spoke with Anna Sheila and she is amazing. She's been our guest a couple of times. She's a Spurs fan. I think she even pitched you the Spurs. Yep, uh, she did. So yeah, so she pitched you the Spurs and, um, she, there, they actually, um, their second season started, uh, this past week. So check out Tamarindo podcast. And they're also announced that they're part of the Lose Collection or Collective. So they have a, a new platform that they're working with. And Anna Sheila, on the first episode, uh, they talk about love in the time of COVID. And she is in love and has a new partner. They talk about it. I was listening to their podcast oh, their and I'm like gushing. So I'm just like, oh my Aww. God, you're so adorable. So yeah, so I think that would be a good listen if you're looking to um, – you know, want, wanting something that's inspirational. They're always talking about self-care. It's always good to listen to them. Take a break from the death spiral that is on Twitter and, and you know, with all that stuff that's going on. But um, also I, uh, yeah, I was on their IG live and I've also listened to the uh, podcast that, um, uh, what is it? Uh, T. Yes. Yes, I listened to that one. That one's Asia Wilson and oh, fuck, I, I'm forgetting the names. I should have this up. Sorry. Oh, Collier, right? Nafisa. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I uh, I was listening to them. They had Candace Parker on, and it was so good. That episode was so fantastic. Also because I really love listening to Candace Parker talk about motherhood and motherhood in in the Wubble. And having her daughter there and then a lot about like uh, she talked also about like how the um, she wishes the re the analysts would be like a lot more, you know, like talk about when a play is a bad play, you know, not not like hold back, you know, not try to make it all like pretty for the WNBA, you know, call it as it is and what have you. So I would say go and those are two podcasts that I'm listening to and loving that I think you would be interested. What I'm watching, I I don't even know what I'm watching nowadays. I mean, to tell you the truth, it was kind of fun to watch. I mean, I know it's terrible, but because basketball started so early for us um, here on the West Coast, I would just start, I would like literally turn on at 10 a.m. to watch a game. 
And I felt a little bit guilty because it does take you away from what's happening to watch. I mean, not really because you're seeing the players with a lot of, you know, the advocacy they're doing on the court, but it is a little bit of escape. And um, yeah, so I was doing that. And then I, I'm, I did this for y'all. I took one for the team. I watched the four days of the RNC. You're a fucking saint. (sighs) It was awful. It was every bad mind melting thing. And you know, it's like, you're, I don't know. It's just terrible. You have thick skin. You probably put out crystals and sage. (laughs) I don't know what you did. That would (laughs) have fucked me up. Yeah. It was definitely like watching a death cult. Hearing them speak. Oh, that's why you love cults. That's why. I do. I do love cults. I see now. I see the appeal. I do actually love reading and learning about cults. And no. I will say that that is a death cult. And they were, they had like the, the at least over a thousand people a couple of nights that had no masks on that were, you know. Know that. Yeah. Um, okay, let's you wait for what? two weeks. Just, just let nature take its course, right? Survival of the fittest, natural selection. <laughs> We've lost a lot of good people, so maybe it's time for the yeah, the pendulum to swing, my friend. Yeah. Karma, so, baby. She's well, they're coming. already they're already saying like that Sturgis motorcycle affair is mm-hmm. like showing spikes in these different states from people that attended there, and yeah, there's because yeah, gross, and, yeah. <laughs> And they were also saying that, um, you know, reporters were asking the people at the RNC, like, you know, what's up with no masks and no social distancing? And, the, and they kind of have this attitude of like, well, everyone's going to get it eventually. And you're just like, wow, wow. <laughs> it, like, it just blows my mind that you're more concerned about and like the things that are not even in this world, you know, that are potential and all this stuff and yet you don't care about the people that are living currently in front of you yeah and they're like oh i have good health insurance or i know someone that's a doctor and it's like well why would you even put that on people yeah god damn it i just yeah i i refused to watch a second of that and when it was on twitter i scrolled right by it but i did get like a 30 second glimpse last night while watching um MSNBC or CNN, one of those, I can't remember. And they did like a mashup of all just the fear mongering. <laughs> and I gotta say, what's her, what's his, uh, the girlfriend of Junior? The one who's oh, just Gilfoyle? screaming. Oh, yeah. Yes. Gilfoil? Oh, oh my God. God. Oh, did you my... see the, yes. the Gilfoil challenge? Oh my God. I was. No. Uh, what is oh, that? Oh my God. The, so people after I guess she went the first night of the RNC. Yeah, I don't know yeah, when she yeah, spoke. Yeah. After she spoke or after she yelled, really. Right. Yes. People people took to Twitter and there is this one video of this guy and his buddies. And he's standing on the streets of it's gotta be like New York or something. I don't know. <gasps> oh I did see And he's like he's just screaming. <laughs> And it pans to all of his buddies. It looks like they're, like, packing up their cars to, like, get ready to go on a road trip or something. And all of his buddies are just like, what? <laughs> what the hell is going on? It's so Dude. funny. Yeah. So funny. I mean, and Gavin Newsom was married to that. Ew, I know. How oh, you know, world. I wonder if there's, like, you know, he must be going out 
on through his day. And at some point he rem- has to remember her, you know, cause you've all had ex-boyfriends or ex-lovers like, yeah. or I've had an ex-husband and you're just like, want to vomit like you're just like when you think about that like yeah and it's one thing if you don't have like I never have seen my ex-husband right you know he ain't on tv exactly but like then you you flip on the tv you're both in politics and there she is like a monster raging right Ursula from tons of memes and videos of her that day next day when oh. he was he was mayor right of San yeah. Francisco SF, yeah. so yeah so when he was I saw a tweet from like I guess it was his campaign manager from oh. he was running for mayor yes. or, or somebody involved with all of that and he was like this is how she speaks every day <laughs> damn wow he's like we would walk into meetings and she would be there and just screaming and we would all just be like Oh God! Well, there's also that picture of them for like town and country or one of those where they're yeah. like laying on the ground and it's just Gavin. so bizarre. I mean, we all well, make bad decisions. So I lived in San Francisco when like she cheated on him. She used to do this because she's a, a lawyer, I think, and she used to be on this show like law TV or something. And she would have to fly to New York to shoot it, and she like had an affair with her co-host or something like that. And so he spiraled. And like the next thing you know, he's down in like the marina with all these like young co-eds and having red cups and doing all this blow and like having an affair with his best friend's wife and living in the Ritz Carlton to like do rehabbing and all these things. And we were there for that. And they asked, like they did like a person on the street, like, hey, do you think like the mayor should uh, step down? And they asked these two different guys on the street like and they're like yeah he's scumbag blah 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 and they asked this one woman and she was like well it takes two to tango it's very handsome <laughs> i was like yes wow. that would have been my response <laughs> oh, wow. oh my god guys hey like, you're not wrong yeah he's a good looking dude he is, he is I, handsome she was born in sf and she's half puerto rican she grew up in the mission. Like, oh my God, that's like what Babe Root's gone She's wrong. Gone south. She's got it's infiltrated her brain yeah. and it's bad. It's a disease. Trumpism it is, is a, a disease. disease. It is. It is. I, and like you saw well, her fiance, I don't even know. Are they married or whatever? Donald Trump Jr. came on after and he was fucking so high. Like his eyes. Yeah, were he was a crime. Red. Like he and then oh my they had like the entire Trump family come out and uh, just and root up. Trust That's me. the only people that would come out and talk about him. Trust me. It's like Trump's second cousin, Louis <laughs> Trump, is here to talk. Like, because nobody else wants to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the infamous Louis Trump was there. <laughs> available to talk about Trump. I mean, we couldn't well, find anybody else. We had to go to the backwoods and find Louis Trump, who, you know. <laughs> well, to be quite honest, I mean, anyone else that wasn't related to him are now coming out saying that they were duped into speaking. They're just like, the fuck, this was for Trump? Uh, no, no. <laughs> I, I, I'm not a supporter. I was totally duped. The fuck? It's like, oh my God. <laughs> like oh oh my gosh insane like the whole thing was insane and let me tell you not once like all the things that they were talking about during the rnc about 
the lawlessness and the looting and the burning and all these things that they were talking about, it's like they were trying to say this is Biden's America. And I'm like, well, sis, like it's literally happening on your watch. So I'm not quite sure if you're under you're you're understanding that. Let that sink in. That all the things that you don't like (laughs) are happening because you your administration is allowing it to happen. So And if people and then, aren't smart enough to connect the dots, I don't understand, you know. Did you see in the same, like, 30-second fear-mongering that I got to see on CNN, the, when Pence spoke and he's like, make America great again, again. <laughs> <laughs> what a bunch of dorks. And then apparently their newest slogan is keep America great but the dumbasses didn't buy the URL for it. So Biden's team went out and bought it and turned it into a site that's just all about Trump's lies. Damn. I, fr- I love it. I applaud that petty ass move. I think yes. it's great. You can, that's what you gotta do. Oh, and he just threw like another rally recently and no one wore masks. And when the, like the state, I think it was in Massachusetts, was like, hey, it's the fucking law. You gotta wear a mask. It was all boo. It's like, what is wrong with you? It's a death cult. It it's is. 100% a death cult. It is, it is a, a disease. total death cult. Like, they're like, by any way, means we will win. And if that means that we kill our own people, we don't care. Like, yeah. wow. They've served the purpose. They've served the purpose. They act like yeah. th- there's no disease anymore. They're like, and when that China virus came, and you're just like, Bro, it is still here. Still here. Uh, so yeah. yeah. So I did that. I watched for it the team. So you guys to keep us informed. Oh my I know. <laughs> yeah. I had to. I mean, we drank a lot. <laughs> you have to. There's if you did that sober, I would have no, we would have had you go to a doctor and have you and get checked. God out. bless everybody on MSNBC and CNN that covered it. They deserve hazard pay. The fact checkers mm-hmm. deserve hazard pay because they like and therapy, man. Yeah, because it's just like I mean, within like, and it culminated with that orange disease turd literally talking for seventy minutes, seventy minutes of him like going on and on and on and on. And it was just like, and then he does this thing where he like leans on the podium and he is like he ad-libs and people will chuckle and he's like yeah that's right because that was a good one you're just like uh, trust me everything what a narcissistic douchebag he's a douchebag god he's such a scum i uh i'm sorry Anybody i know that supports that man fuck you fuck trump yeah, sorry i'm i don't yeah. care <laughs> we have to we have to make these decisions and you know and that's why like this is what is why it's so important that everybody is registered to vote and goes out there and votes through all the all the uh, you know levels of government of as it. we talk to Jackie Pepper about and do the census like that is so so yep. important and and we talk about this stuff so that you can understand like it is so important and you just you just got to keep that at top of mind and have action and do the things mm-hmm. that you need to do get your community and yourself and your friends and family and what have you. So that's what I watched. <laughs> that's how I'm holding it down in Los Angeles without losing my mind. Um, some quick um, house cleaning. 
is to uh, make sure you please subscribe, like, and review us on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Hoops Talking. And we're at TikTok. I did something on TikTok the other day. Check it out. Um, we're at um, subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Hoops Talk. So we're doing something different on the YouTube channel where we're doing our full episode there. And then when we do have a guest, we will cut that clip and just have them their interview in case you don't have a chance to watch the whole episode or you just want to rewatch their interview or whatever. Um, and I'll be like creating more clips so that um, Karen can upload those from our past interviews. Um, but that's it. We, um, that's all the updates I have. So when we're back, we're going to talk about what happened over the course of four days in the NBA, um, to protest the murder or I'm sorry, the shooting of Jacob Blake and how they're going to move forward. So we'll be right back. And we are back. So guys, we had a very emotional and history-making events happening with the NBA and the WNBA in these last few days. And, you know, I I almost couldn't keep up with all the updates. Like, I just, Mm -hmm. like, the information was just, like, very fast-moving. But essentially... Wednesday, I believe, is when this happened, where the Milwaukee Bucks were going to play game five against the Orlando Magic, and they decided that they did not want to play in protest for the shooting of Jacob Blake, who was shot seven times uh, by a police officer in Kenosha, Wisconsin. I think I have Kenosha right i no yeah kenosha wisconsin yeah um and you know jacob did not die but he was shot seven times in the back paralyzed and handcuffed to his hospital bed at the moment with his three children and his partner in the car so why is he handcuffed to his hospital bed because the police are arrested He's arrested for he's on he's arrested for something. I don't know. Oh yeah, they even said, explain why. Jesus, I think Jesus they fin- I think they finally took the handcuffs off recently in the last update oh. I saw. I know. He why even go through it? Place. He can't even fucking walk. Where is he gonna go? <laughs> right, girls. Like I trust me. It's every if you cannot see like this as for what it is. Then there's something wrong with your fucking. Yeah, there's something wrong with you. Because he was shot seven times, they uh, and then they st- they tried to come out with while well, he was going for a knife or he had a knife, and I'm like, I don't remember anybody ever needing to be murdered or almost murdered for if even if he did have a knife, like you when you kill someone or try to like kill someone with seven shots in their back, like that close range, yeah, right, right, and you- not to mention like he, those bullets could have hit some somebody else. Oh yeah, could ricochet hit his kids, especially in the car. Yeah, there's, uh, it's so crazy. What's it's what's crazy is that people think that, like, oh, they they'll go back to like, oh, he got uh, detention in eighth grade, so yeah, you never know what fires. he was going to do. Yeah. yeah, and it's like, okay, first of all, cops aren't supposed to be shooting people who are guilty, right? Let alone people who are innocent, right? That's where this whole thing, like, you guys are all hung up on like 
like he was a whole, bad person anyway. He's a bad person. Shit. It doesn't matter if you're the shittiest person in the world exactly. or you're innocent. Cops are not supposed to be killing people. Yeah. They're yeah. there to protect and to serve. Yeah. And not let's make, to be killing. Let's make the comparison of the 17-year-old fucking kid oh, who came God. and drove yeah. his mom drove him all the way across state lines from Indiana to go shoot protesters, killed two. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't show up to court the other day. So they're just extending there's not that's it. He's alive. He got water. He got to yeah. skip out on his court date. What? Yeah. Well, I mean, and he's got priors. Oh, yeah. But not even. Oh, but he's, has... he's young is what they're saying. He's too young to know what he did. <sighs> you know what? That is bullshit. And but also t- the fact. Tamir Rice. Uh, yeah, right. Old. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, we have so many young people who have died for having a fake gun for being. Picking um, up Skittles at the store. Yeah. I, it, mm-hmm. it is. It is incredible. What about all those? Young, I mean we could go on like the fact that this is such a the evidence here from your eyes you don't have to have a law degree you don't have to be you know a scientist or a social science literally you could see the differences here because that kid Rittenhouse he also has all this stuff on social saying exactly what he wants to do right his mom bought him the gun his mom drove him from He's not even from there, okay? Yeah. Yeah. So he's an outsider coming in and decides, uh, you know what, look at me, I have a gun and I'm going to shoot you because I need to protect this business that I have no, I'm not even part of this community. Right. And I'm sorry, there's no fucking bed, bath, beyond or whatever that needs assault ri- you with an assault rifle to right. deal with it. Right. You know what I right. mean? There's like no business. And the minute he was to- open carry under 18, uh, breaking the law right defense. there. Yeah. It's just so. But the fact that like people are screaming at the cops, and he's walking up like this, yeah, gun yeah, yeah. He just shot two people. Yeah. He just shot two people, and they're like, oh, oh, "Oh, get out of the way! Get out of the way! Let yeah. him through." We like, don't want to hurt you. We don't want to hurt you. He literally, and not only that, but like he wasn't that much further down the street. Could they not fucking see him shoot the two yeah. people or hear it? Like, hello, right? Like, yeah, like. <laughs> The, like the whole thing was like, oh, we thought he had a knife versus we saw, saw someone in his hand with right. an assault rifle yeah. strapped right. to his body come and had and shot people. people. Like, right. I, I don't, I don't understand. And like people will uh, try to twist this any way that they want to, but mm-hmm. if you can't just see it for what that was and it's, it's disgusting and yeah. repulsive. Yeah. It's and this whole repulsive. resisting arrest. I saw him get up from the ground, walk around to his, J- Jacob Blake, walk around to his car. And then in opposition, I've seen videos of white men screaming in officers' faces, telling them they're pieces of shit, that they're going to fucking kill them, knives in hand, nothing. How mm-hmm. is that? How, how does anyone say that's equal? <sighs> yeah. And it just like, keeps happening. Why are you, why are they, these freaking cops are fresh, like from high school. All they have are high school degrees, mm-hmm. right? Or GDs. right? Mm-hmm. They, yeah, or GDs. Like they go through like three months of training. Oh, it's I thought it was just ridiculous. Two weeks. I don't even know. It's whatever it's it is. A, it's it's like it's not enough. Yep. They're scared out of their minds, mm-hmm. and when they are taught, like when they're shooting, they're they're shooting to kill. Like they're okay, so it, mm-hmm. right. So if somebody has a gun and 
you know, they've got it aimed at you. Like, why are you shooting to kill this person? Like, why are you not, why are you shooting 50 times yeah. rather than just once? Right. Yeah. Why I are mean, you in, in the back? Like, you have a fucking taser. Yeah. <laughs> like, I get if someone's got a gun in front of your face, like, shoot to kill. But if someone doesn't, why not shoot the leg? Shoot the foot. Right. Like, or why shoot at all? You have a fucking taser. taser. Like, you literally what? shouldn't be shooting at all. Period. You should, should not be shooting at all. But I get that if there are some, you know, some circumstances where things get real, you know, like there's sometimes when they show up to domestic violence right. things and people are shooting out their front door or whatever, like, but like, you still shouldn't be shooting to kill. No. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. There, there, that's yeah. not an investigation. No. That's a, no, you are not judge and juror. You are. Yeah. That's an execution. You ain't God. Yeah. You're not going to investigate. You're going to execute. That's right. an execution. Right. You've determined what whose life is valid and whose isn't i mean and, have you, i mean and not even like an investigation you're they're shooting wrong people period yeah right there should be people yeah. that are like that one uh officer that shot that man she went into the, the wrong uh the wrong uh, uh Breonna apartment. taylor in general Breonna Breonna taylor. taylor period yeah that whole incident have you guys seen queen and slim the no. movie no oh. i want to though okay I, it's beautiful and also just like it the right at the end made me cry, but literally it's like, you see this whole system that we're seeing, you're seeing it played out in a fictional story, but it all makes sense now. It's just like, yeah. it's just so nuts. Um, but yeah. yeah. And then, yeah. you know, they, they, they always have this excuse. They resisted arrest and they were armed and dangerous and that's their mm -hmm. excuse to kill. Well, you know what else too? I would re uh, uh, resist arrest if I knew I didn't do anything fucking wrong. Right, exactly. <laughs> Right. I'm sorry. I'd be like, why? Even if I was speeding, there's no reason for you to come up with me with your gun pulled out. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, you can't, and then you can't even reach for your uh, license and registration because they're going to shoot you. It's like, it's no win. Right. And if people are not understand, they don't understand that. I'm telling you, I saw a four days full of people that don't understand it, but think that they're doing the best right. for right. the country. Right. Okay. Yeah. And they we forget. We forget we pay we pay cops with our taxpayers. They need to serve yeah. us. So if you're stopping me, you need to tell me for what. What are you mm -hmm. wasting my tax dollars for? That whole like uh, I'm telling you, I'm not going to go back to talking about that convention, but right. it was all our tax dollars. I'll let you oh. know that now. Yeah. That was all our tax dollars, Fuck, man. Yeah. Our yeah. tax dollars to keep that pile of garbage in the administration yeah they're all I saw, I saw a, a thing on instagram i can't remember where but it said that out of the 200 and whatever days we've had this year only 12 of those days has a cop not killed somebody whoa <laughs> is that not ridiculous oh my god whoa <sighs> 12 out of the 200 i want to say it's like two i don't know 220 250 i can't remember what it was a lot of days and for only 12 of them for a cop to yeah. not kill somebody. Damn. I mean, if you're not, if, I don't know, if you worked at a workplace where people were murdering someone that often, wouldn't you be like, I think that there's something wrong with the workplace. Mm -hmm. right? If you're in a workplace where people like are just allowed to harm other people and just be like, okay, well, give me your, you have to like not be here for a couple of days. Right. 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 I would say that internally you'd be like yeah. the fuck's going on here right. 
And that's the fucked up thing. Like, if you are in that situation, what can you do? Like, you can say everything like this, these are my rights, whatever. But at the end of the day, that cop has power to continue to harass you. And if anything happens, guess who's going to protect him? His blue brothers and sisters and the well, system. That, like, even if you do try to talk, because remember that, that policeman in Los Angeles who tried to say like, hey, you know what? There's some racism happening with his partner. Mm-hmm. And he, he like... D- got dismissed, got like mm-hmm. fired, Someone all this things. Yep. Yeah. And then what happened? He was like, "All right, well, now I'm going to come after you with a gun, and I'm going to kill you and your all your family." Yeah. He yeah. went on a rampage, a murder rampage, right. and it's right. just like, I but no one. Go-, go ahead. No, I was just saying, like, no one, no one thought to think, like, okay, what was the motivation? They're just like, there's a man in a cabin with a gun. He killed a bunch of people, and it's like, well, I mean, yeah, I. Why was he driven exactly to that? Well, and you want to talk about priors? You know, most of these cops have priors, but they mm. still get to keep their job. And then what happened? I always yep. was told they do some psych tests. Where the fuck is this? Is this a BuzzFeed test? Like, come on. No. We need some legit. <laughs> what we've seen, what we've sandwich seen are you? The, come on. We've seen enough <laughs> law and order. Okay. We've seen enough to yeah. see what they do. What to law and just, order. It's know. just so blatantly obvious like all these blue lives all lives matter people first of all blue lives is not a fucking thing they can take their uniforms exactly. off at the end of the day make you, can't a choice. Take your, you can't take your skin off at the end of the day right that is a, a job that they have chosen to take on and they understand the risks that come with it that's just like when you sign up for the military right mm-hmm. or or being a fireman whatever being a marketer <laughs> right but like it is just so blatantly obvious the racism, because if they were truly pissed off about people getting killed, like white people get killed also, Latin people get killed. Yep. The cops, again, should not be killing people. Yeah. They're killing, Period. they're not just Period. killing black people, they're killing everybody. Period. So like, it's just, it's the fact that it's black people, that these people are just, it's just so blatantly racist yeah. that they don't care. Nope, it is. It's yeah. just so like if they truly, truly cared about any of it, like they would care that their white friends are getting killed by yeah. cops as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, But it's just, it's just so blatantly racist. It's gross. Yeah, and, I mean, and on top of it, it's like I don't understand why there's such a disconnect with people not understanding that when Black Lives Matter and truly matter, then all, all other lives, lives matter. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's not, you, that's just what, like, if, if, if their lives don't matter, then my life doesn't matter. You see how that works? Right. Like you need their life to matter so that we can all under this umbrella matter. And And, yeah, people don't want to make that connection because they're so hung up on color and And, and race. And I've been having this conversation because I see it a lot in, in Asian culture because we Mm. are created as model minorities to put a wedge between Mm -hmm. us and other people of color because it's this whole argument that oh if you behave like you'll beat the odds of racism but it's like no 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 they're doing that so that all people of color are then siloed and pulled apart and can't collectively together make change in the system so it's like man come on guys that's why black lives matter let's get behind it. And you have to think about all of us too. We have roots that we can trace. We have homelands we can go back to if we want, whether we were born there or not. 
but a lot of black people don't have that. Their history has been erased. This is home mm -hmm. and they're still not safe at home. Like that's no. fucked. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. There, that it, it is, it's, I can understand, like I, I've been seeing a lot on social media where our black friends or colleagues or people that we follow that are black are tired. Oh yeah. That is the number one thing they say is that they are so tired, tired. and exhausted. And it does mm -hmm. make me like when I, when I read that and I see that and it just makes me want work harder to, you know, f uh, read and learn yes. and, and find yes. the places where we can put into action yep. and make the changes. And within my community, you know, I'm Latinx Hispanic community and looking to see like, we do have a lot, we have a, we have an old way of thinking that isn't as inclusive as, you know, mm -hmm. what the movement is trying to do now. And so we battle a lot within our own uh, community to have like a more inclusive conversation and how we talk about that. And also not being so much like, well, what about us? Why is it just black lives? Right, and it's like, right, no, no, right. no. It's like, how we can't have those conversations. We need to know like what exa exactly to what I had said, you know, when black lives matter, then we all matter and we all need to be putting that in. And, you know, it's just, there's, you know, seeing them, seeing our friends so exhausted and, and, and being in a place where they're still having to be called upon when right. someone, something like this happens. It's just, I can only imagine like how tiring it is for them. And, you know, when we think about the players, you know, we're, we started this conversation because we're talking about Milwaukee and their protests on game five. And you think about the players, not only are they in this bubble, which has already shown psychologically, it's very difficult for these players to be in the bubble, not just the, the men, but also the women. Like, yep. think about that. Yeah. You are in, you're almost like a kind of like a I don't want to say prison because that sounds really harsh because, you know, they're getting the, the things that they want, you know, they're, they're in the accommodations and getting like those things, but to not see your family, come on, we can't all be like, I mean, right. you can't all be like me and be like, nah, I'm good. I can see you twice a year. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Me, not everyone know? has that. <laughs> not yeah. everyone has that setup. Some people are like, you know, like there's uh, people that don't have their children or their Mm -hmm. partners in the bubble and like normally when you're done playing you know or doing your job it doesn't even just have to be basketball when you're doing your job you go and you do the things that you would do to that wouldn't be part of your job imagine having to be in a space where 24 7 it's your job Kendall you were just talking about how many hours you're working on this project right passion huh. project and you wouldn't trade it for the world and it's something but imagine if that's something that you had to do for half a year and never yeah. be around the people no, I'm already the, over it so I can't yeah. even imagine yeah exactly <laughs> right. exactly right. so you have like this mode. then you're also seeing that you know what's happening in the world it continues to happen and it's against your own community enough you know and you just see you're just seeing these players I mean the WNBA has and we'll talk about it a little bit more but they've been working on this with their voice and their platform for the you know past four years since um, Colin Kaepernick knelt. You know, they've been always trying to use their platform and, and be more organized. The NBA, you know, they have players that are more active than others, but for the most part, collectively, the league has 
seem to play more lip service and actually putting things into action. And I think when Milwaukee was like, you know what, we're not playing. It was a historical moment where the NBA was like, okay, they're, they're really, they're really not going to play. And this season might be over and think about all the investment that they put into that bubble. Right. Not only from a, you know, a monetary, but like personnel, the personnel that they had to do, had to take there, the community. Right. So that's the other thing too. They, you have right. to build a community for the bubble or the wobble that surrounds it like an ecosystem. So when you leave, what are you leaving? What are you leaving there? What is the waste that you've left? What are the people that you've left without jobs? So this is like, you know, you plan this out to be like, okay, this is what's going to look like and da, da, da. But instead everyone's like, you know, we're not going to do this anymore. And then the, the putting on the brakes was like, what we got to do something. They're not messing around. So that all happens with the Bucks. They don't, they decide not to leave. And it's just like a waterfall of what happens to the NBA league, to the WNBA league, and then subsequently to all sports. And I know Karen, you had mentioned that there was, there was just a huge stoppage in MLB and yep. um, other organizations. Football's not going on, but I, I mean, even the NHL, I mean, I guess it's NHL season. I don't really watch hockey, but they, they're doing a lot. They're making statements as a league. You know, the MLB is coming together in solidarity. The Astros and A's yesterday did a beautiful thing where they all wore 42 for Jackie Robinson and they all left the field, you know, at, like they did a whole thing. And, you know, those leagues are predominantly white. Hmm. Well, the MLB has a lot of Hispanics. Yes, they but do like have a lot of in Latino. comparison to like NFL, like you're like, wow. Like, I don't know what the NFL is going to do. I honestly don't the NASCAR know. NASCAR was do. doing stuff. It's so interesting yeah. to see other leagues. And I don't, actually, I don't up. think the NHL was doing much. Soccer. They're the hockey league, right? I don't think they did very much. I think they were like. No, they, they got called out by a few players who were pissed off at the, yeah. basically the lack of acknowledgement of what was actually even happening. Yeah. Um, and then did you see the video of, I think it was a guy from the Mets who he got caught like on video, but he was talking about how Rob Manfred, the commissioner for the mm-hmm. MLB was basically like, can't we just like have them walk off the field and then just come back on? No, that's not a boycott, bro. Yeah. Yeah. And the Mets guy was like, no, we absolutely cannot do that. <laughs> like, like, that's no, he's like, we're going to coordinate with the Marlins who they were playing yeah. that day. And he's like, and we're, we're going to walk out. No, like, it's not, it's not Period. happening. But yeah. he's like, Manfred doesn't get it. He doesn't understand it. He's a lot of people won't. MLB no. is a lot of people won't. So. Yeah. A lot of people won't. A lot of people. So and, at, go ahead, Karen. Oh, I was just saying, what do you guys think of Roger Goodell's like take back? You know, like, oh, wish I should have listened. Well, I mean, um, I, I am not someone who thinks that we shouldn't evolve. Right. I agree. But I'm also like, I'm not someone who's like, and I, I, I was about to tweet this or share it yesterday. So if you've never seen God, that means God doesn't exist, right? Because a lot of people say, well, I've never seen racial injustice or prejudice or police brutality. Right. I've never experienced it. So it doesn't exist, right? Like, that's what I feel like is happening to a lot of people who turn around because like now they're seeing it over and over and they're like, um, yeah, there might be well, something I mean, to that. There's also the fact that like, People who don't consider themselves racist tend to uh, 
tend to, they get things from other, from the racist things going on in society, right? right? right. So they benefit, they're not racist, but they're benefiting from they're racist and from systemic, it. right? Yeah, they're privileged. So Goodell, who is benefit, who benefits from the systemic racism and, and the racial injustice and the social injustices that happen is now seeing that like his dollars are probably not uh, having the dividends that they used to have because now he has to like this movement is for real and is you know he's like okay nickels and dimes and pennies and looking at it that way I don't want to be that pessimistic that you know that I just think at the end, he's going to be like, oh, what's making the money? You know, what's the hot trend? And so I'm going to do that. But you never know what's in a person's heart, right? You'll never be able to. But what his actions have been have really <laughs> shown the man does not, is, has not been the biggest advocate, especially for everything. No, it has not been great. And I'm very, very, I'm so curious to see what happens with the NFL. I am so, like, of all the leagues, right. that is the one. That is the one that I'm like, what is going to happen? Because there's so much money right. throughout this country when it comes to the NFL. Wait, we're in yeah. August, right? How come I'm not hearing buzz or am I just blind to what's going on with the, the NFL? NFL? The NFL is like two weeks away from starting. Yeah. yeah. And they've had some training camps and some people oh, have got it. Okay. it. And I think season, yeah. there was like this thing on ESPN where they were going to talk to, to uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy that drinks his own urine or whatever. Tom Brady. Uh, they're uh, <laughs> avocado urine. I love that that's his, yeah. that's his title. I don't know. I don't know. The man who drinks urine. Uh, or I'm, I might be making that up. I don't know. But <laughs> I'm not going to say I'm not. I'm not going to say that I am. Sounds but right. um, he, yeah, he um, was going to talk about it too. And I'm just like, okay, like, cool. Like, yeah, I'm going to pass on that. Yeah, no. Tom Brady, every answer to anything that's, like, worth a shit is some canned bullshit, neutral, vanilla-ass answer. Like, yeah. he never has a, a decent take on anything that matters. It's yeah. all, I don't want to get in trouble with my fan base. You know, I don't want to piss anybody off, so I'm just <laughs> going to stay right here in the middle. So he on sucked. brand. So on yeah. brand. I would love to be his social media manager. It'd be so easy. It'd just be like vanilla. It'd just be like was, stock footage of him and like <laughs> some sort of like, like a walking like thing of mayonnaise. He's just so exactly. Cute. I mean, yeah. the dude was dude was hawking immunity pills during a fucking pandemic. Like, yes. Yes. Jesus Christ! Didn't what was his drink? He has like a brand of drinks or something. And I'm not gonna say where I worked, but where I worked. Uh, they wanted that. to put just take out all the snacks and just put his um uh, drinks and snacks in he was instead in with our old ceo yeah. oh. so but the thing is we were going to be test tested with it because that wasn't on the market fully yet so we were going <laughs> and, then, and people were like i don't think that's such a good idea i'm like no yeah bro Duh. seriously no. And don't take away my like fucking gummy worms, you know. <laughs> don't take away my pistachios. Yeah, my chocolate covered <laughs> peanuts. Come on. 
you know you're gonna kill that that fucking dude the hungry hungry hippo that walks over here every five minutes to get snacks you know with this so i know insider baseball but y'all know who i'm talking about if you worked in my office um so anyway sorry game back so that happened with the milwaukee bucks um it was super emotional right there was like 48 hours of emotions with the NBA trying to figure all this out. Chris Haynes wrote a piece for the Yahoo Sports about it, about inside the 48 hours. And Taylor Rooks was also there covering it, which they could. Apparently, it was a lot of closed doors, you know, a lot of sources um, that they were, you know, trying to get as much information as they could um, while this was all unfolding in real time. And so you should definitely check out Chris Haynes' piece um, about what transpired in the 48 hours. My only nitpick with with that piece that he wrote was it was based on sources, which is fine because that's definitely like, that's what you do as a journalist. You have sources. But he did mention this thing that blew, blew up about Pat Bev being disrespectful to, I think it was Michelle Roberts who's, who works on the... Um, on the uh, sales, like she talks about the the money, and she was saying like, "Hey, you know, um, there's ramifications about money with if you guys decide to protest or end the season, uh, boy, uh, go on strike, what have you." And apparently, Pat Bev was like, "No," like interrupted her and was very rude. And then later, and when she's like, "Hey, can I finish?" and so he was like, "No, I pay your salary" or something like that. So, my only thing with that is a couple of things, like. One, I am by no means a Pat Beverly fan at all, at all, okay? That's number one. Number two, knowing what I see of him on the court and how he handles himself, I could totally see him being rude behind the scenes to anybody, like man, woman, child, whatever. He he tends to have that. So right away I was like, oh yeah, this totally sounds like his brand, right? But then I thought about it and I'm like, well, really they're only, they only have sources. They don't have someone saying like, my name is Liz Lab and I saw this happen in this room and I want to say it. So I'm kind of like, okay, if you're really writing a piece on sources and they could be very close sources, I would be careful with how you negatively write about what someone said in an emotional space because that's the sweaty and petty shit that then blows out and takes away from the bigger message that they were trying to figure out how to create a plan and a strategy about how they wanted to move forward if they were going to have the season go or not go instead of the fact that Pat Bev was petty. It's a did some petty shit. Like, so that's my only, that was my only thing that stuck out to me when I was like, I liked everything that was written and I understand it was sources and I get it. But when you do, when you slip that in, and and especially for someone that is does have a characteristic that lends to him not being the most liked person per se, then you're causing the drama that doesn't need to be. That's so that was it. Uh, that's all I'm gonna say. But I think that Chris Haynes did a great job. Taylor Rooks, who then got like hammered for, um, for she talked about it too, and they started coming after her. And someone's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa. Chris Haynes is the person." Yeah. yeah, it's like, why are you coming after her? Chris Haynes wrote the thing. Wasn't Sham <laughs> right, also right. like, yeah, people were like, ups, you know, everyone was talking about ups being, people being upset and emotions high. So when a woman says it, it's. Yeah, like, it's like, whatever. They're, they came after her, what have you. But so that all, that went down. And 
you know, Chris Paul, who's the president, and Udonis Haslam, who's vice president, they like got everyone together and said, okay, we're going to go to the ownership. Uh, the Clippers and the Lakers at one point were like, we're out, we're done with the season. And so then they, you know, after that, they got in a room with the owners and they decided to move forward and build a strategy. And then I guess LeBron was also in the room. I don't know who all was in the room. I didn't read, but Chris Paul and, and Adonis Haslam were there. And apparently LeBron, he had a very strong message to tell the owners. And I have seen other uh, reports cited where they say, look, like it or not, and I'm looking at you, Kendall, like it or not, LeBron James is currently the face of the NBA. That does not mean, and I agreed with you, that he needs to be in the room when other teams make decisions that they need to make for their organization. He doesn't need to be anywhere. He can just stay out of it, just be a Laker and blah, blah, blah. You know, I totally get that. But I think they are, they, the NBA, you know, has put this crown on his head to, to be the one that needs, that is the face. So they tend to go the way that LeBron goes. And so LeBron was in that meeting with the owners and he was like, had a very strong message. I don't know what exactly it was. I didn't read further than that. I'm not disagreeing that LeBron is the face of the NBA. I think you'd be stupid to say he wasn't. But what my thing is, is I don't think this is a time to be territorial over things. Mm-hmm. That's that's the beef I have. There's n- This isn't a time to have egos and be territorial. This is a time that we should all be coming together, not dividing mm-hmm. over the fact that you know, a team chose to protest and didn't run it by LeBron. That's my only thing. Great. I understand and I appreciate everything that he does off of the court, you know, when it comes to voting and social justice and all of that stuff. I just don't think that if a team like the Bucks decide that they want to protest, that they have to run it up the flagpole mm-hmm. to LeBron. And I think that his... I mean, obviously, we don't know what happened in the meeting, right? right. We're going off of tweets. So yeah. what all of the tweets are saying is that it got heated and LeBron stormed out and other players stormed out and whatever. Mm. I just, I don't think that's necessary. I think that's, un, I, I, it's just not, like, it's counterproductive. Exactly. Yeah. Like, sorry, they didn't run it by you, LeBron, but like, this happened right. in their state. You have no connection to Wisconsin whatsoever. This is happening in their backyard. Mm-hmm. And they happen to be the next team to play the, right. the first game after it happened, you know, like, right. um, so that's, that's the only thing I have is there's, this isn't a time to have an ego and be territorial over stuff mm-hmm. like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was more like, I could understand more of the frustration and I get the, I understand what you say about LeBron. And I think I would be the frustration for me would be like, okay, now what? Now what? Right. Like you've made this happen. What was your plan? What were you hoping with the outcome to be? Because it's a, it's one of those things where like we don't see the forest for the trees. You know, it's all like it's just right there. And and I totally think that they should strike and boycott and, and protest. Like I mm-hmm. had no problem. I was just like, you know what? We gotta respect respect this. Uh, you know, in its entirety. I do mm-hmm. think that then you know, the rush to like, okay, now what do we do from here? It's a good conversation to have. And that's why, you know, um, then they they apparently, you know, they have now formed a a social justice committee with Barack Obama. um, And they've really been um, 
you know, trying to figure out the next step plans are going to be at, they've decided to play. So today they play and because they felt like they had a bigger platform to do so if they played rather than if they did stop the season um, is what the, the thought process is there. And then, I mean, it just shifts to me to the WNBA, right? Because the WNBA, once they heard that the Milwaukee Bucks did what they did, they all got together and it was up in the air whether they were going to play or not. And they made the decision not to play. But in, but what I noticed that was so different from them is they, like all the teams, they, they got together with NECA, who's the president, right? And all the leaders of the WNBPA to say like, okay, we've decided that we're not going to play. How is this going to play out? What are our next steps? What do we have? And collectively they were unified together. Each team, of course, had their own statement, had their own way of displaying it. You know, Washington Mystics had the uh, custom-made T-shirts with the bullet holes in the seven bullet holes in the back with blood, and they spelled out Jacob Blake. You know, everybody had say her name. Everybody had every team had their own way of expressing, but at the same time, collectively as a body, they were like, "We need to. We're going to do something. We're going to do it in an organized." organized manner and so they they did that and then they sat down with holly Rowe, the leaders um and they read a statement uh, i think uh, there was another statement right before i put it on our instagram but they read a statement collectively and then they talked about like and move we've decided we're going to keep playing and these are the things that we're going to focus on voting voter registration Yep. You know, that is so important. So they've said like, okay, we're going to play and this is our platform. I mean, you got, remember guys mm-hmm. that they were the ones, I think it was uh, Brianna Stewart who did um, the Black Lives Matter on the courts and it was mm-hmm. Angela McCautry who um, did say the, your name on the say back. your name, right? Yep. So they were already, they're like, this whole season before it even starts is going to be dedicated to social justice, mm-hmm. period. So they just kept organizing in that manner and in a very transparent way, in my opinion, because they, they, you know, they brought in Holly Rowe to t- the other journalists. They're like, okay, this is what we're saying. This is going to be our thing. And it's not like each team is, like I said, is doing their own unique presence, but they know collectively it's like, okay, this is the pillar guys. This is what we're all marching towards. This is what we need to do. So it was so different to see that. And I also think like, I mean, they created um, Erica Ayala. She reported on the social justice committee that the WNBA was forming. Um, And she just put out this great piece on the Washington post about how the WNBA has been at the forefront of speaking on social injustice and advocacy. And they, I mean, they've become much more organized as a full body to do this. But when Colin Kaepernick knelt four years ago, they were, that's when they were like, okay, we're going to do this in solidarity. This is the right thing to do. You have, I mean, she lists, you got to read this article. It's fantastic. It's on a paywall. (laughs) Pay the buck 99, trust me, is worth it. I didn't share the, I shared the link on, I shared the link on our Twitter and I know it's in a paywall and you know how much I hate paywall, but worth it. This is a good one. Um, 
she uh she like she just lists she's like look in 2016 the minnesota lynx wore uh custom shirts that read change starts with us justice and accountability to honor Mm -hmm. the minnesota native philando castile louisiana native alton sterling and they also included the dallas police you know they were honoring the five officers that were murdered at the same time maya moore she's like i'm stepping away from the nba i'm going to focus on the overturning the wrongful conviction of jonathan irons same time new york liberty phoenix mercury they followed with custom they're making this too let me remind you, there's no like yeah. company that's like, hey, you know what? We want to support. No, they are making like, these yes. shirts. Arts yep. and crafts in the bubble. Yes. Oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and sure. they're made in the same, you know, Black Lives Matter, Hashtag uh, Five, um, you know, the fever, they knelt during the playoffs between the Phoenix Mercury and during the national anthem. I mean, this was always, always going. Um, and like I said, they did it. They said this season in the Wobble is continued to be dedicated to social justice. So if you are not also putting the WNBA in your mouth, when you talk about the organization and advocacy on social justice, racial justice, voter registry, all the things that we should do, Black Lives Matter, say her name, then I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> Put it in your mouth. <laughs> not, not only should it be in your mouth, it should be the first organization Thank that you. should come yes. out of it. Yes. Thank yes. you. They've been doing yeah. it since day one. They've been practicing what they've been preaching since yep. day one. Day one. Yep. They, Locally, global, like They nationally. get so much disrespect just for the fact that they're women playing basketball. And on mm-hmm. top of all of that bullshit, they've mm-hmm. decided that they're also going to take on stuff outside, off the court. Yep. That's bigger than them. So yep. if you don't include them in your conversation when it comes to social justice, or if you think that the past few days with the NBA and what they've been doing is the very beginning of it, then you just Ugh. haven't been paying attention. You just haven't been paying and attention. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry for you. I'm sorry for yeah. you. Because that is what, that's what just like, I felt a little triggered. Um, I mean. Yeah. I mean, I'm, the W wears orange. That is right. Hello. Our, again, that's Hello. Gun, violence. gun violence. I mean, like. I, I, I don't understand. And they're custom making these. They're like, if you did see the Washington Mystics walk out with the Jacob Blake shirts on with seven bullet holes with the blood back. on their back. You didn't they feel made. anything. Yeah. <laughs> and you, I, you sent that Something's to wrong. me. Kendall, yeah. you actually sent that to me. And I was, my, I was like, wow. I mean, women do wow. the most. Like the fact that yeah. everyone's in a bubble, yet the WNBA team players have their shit together and you know, they're juggling 10 million other things. So what are the guys in the NBA doing? Video games, NBA 2K, what? And you know, and, but the thing is they're not, they don't have to be exclusively mutual, you know, no, they distant, don't. Yeah. right. right? Yeah. You, you can do, you can do your video games and yeah. you can go, but uh, there was a statistic that came out that only 40% of the NBA players are registered. To oh, vote. you put that on the agenda. Mm-hmm. That's nuts. Yeah. How's that possible? You guys have, you guys, I don't get it. Like, I don't understand it. I don't get the sense of the lack of sense of responsibility as someone that's on not just making tons of money, but you on national TV, you have reach, even if you are a bench warmer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know what? You should register to vote, not just because you have tons of money, because the fact that you will always be black. Yeah. 
Yep. It doesn't matter that you yeah. have a lot of money and you yeah. get like, you are like, they say it themselves. Like there's a lot of people that come at these, these athletes because like, oh, you got tons of money and you're billionaires. And, just, and you know, Cheney Umake, she said, yes, that is true. Oh yeah. We have the privilege of playing a game that mm-hmm. we love and making mm-hmm. good money doing right. it. But what you don't understand is that when we leave the court, we are human beings and we are still mm-hmm. black and our privilege ends because of yes. the color of our She's skin. so right. She's so right. Yep. And it's, uh, she's so sweet to say we're making good money because they weren't last year. Mm-hmm. WNBA was <laughs> not, not making good money. compared to the guys who aren't doing anything. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, we've been saying since day one, they've been half-assing it. Oh, yeah. Right. True. True. Yeah. Since day one. I mean, even, I mean, yes, they have it on the court that they have Black Lives Matter on the court. They, they kneel during the anthem. You know, they've all got these, what seem like they, they're repeating the same thing about social justice over and over and over again during every interview. And meanwhile, WNBA has been doing work since day one. (laughs) Right. And now all of a sudden, you know, they take the NBA guys take this big stand and they are the, you know, kings of social justice. And that's just such bullshit. It's like give credit where it's due. Right. Yeah. And the fact that they had to go, I mean, that's awesome. If you have a line to Barack Obama, fucking, I would love a line to Barack Obama. Oh, I'd love to call him up. I would love to be like, yo, I'm thinking about doing this social justice thing and let's grab coffee and talk about it. Yeah. Hey, Barry. Hey, Barry. uh, (laughs) Yeah. Can we go to the Starbucks? Social distance, of course, I'm wearing masks, but I'd love to, you know, run the social justice thing uh, by you. That's awesome to have. But you realize you have an entire league right there that does the same thing that you do that has already put all of this stuff in place. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. Why didn't you do that before you got to the bubble? (laughs) Why did it all of a sudden take somebody from the NBA walking out of a game you all getting pissed off at that team mm-hmm. right. for you to be like, maybe we should do something about this and get Barack on the phone. Like, well, why, mean, why was that not organized before you Because the Bucks the did it and would make the rest of the guys bad if they just sat on their ass and did nothing about it. It's I, just so wild. Someone had to pull the trigger in the NBA because yes. they, they mm-hmm. couldn't just see what the WNBA was doing and how they were handling it because that was not good enough for them until they saw someone on their own court do it so the bucks thankfully i mean there was a lot i think it was george hill and he's just like i didn't even want to come here yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) and a lot of the players are like we didn't even want to be here but we had to be here you know and so you get that and that's another thing too is like no one was talking about mental health in the bubble until all of a sudden uh paul george is playing like garbage right right like it's like oh he can't he was he was playing like trash okay no let's play not off pee. yeah, yeah play off pee. also don't give yourself your own nickname anyone that gives themselves <laughs> their own nickname to me that is just real lame lame lamester totally yeah. loser lame so you know he was playing like trash and everyone you know it's giving him a hard time like the nba on tnt you know the guys are, especially Shaq was like hey, you know what, what the fuck? Like giving him, calling him in the bubble and stuff like that. And then finally he was just like, I'm having mental health issues with being in this bubble. Like this is really Mm -hmm. affecting me. And it didn't matter. I mean, you know, it didn't matter to be like, hey, you know what? 
some of you guys might experience mental health issues because we're basically keeping you away from everyone you love and you're being constantly yeah. tested and we're asking you to play at the level of you know greatness without thinking right. about the outside world but you'll be all right right okay cool yeah. here's your room key and it's like yeah i mean we there's a lake full of fish you're gonna be great <laughs> i am <laughs> Like a majority of us who work corporate jobs, you know, you get messages from leadership all the time. That's like, we get it. You're COVID. If you're a parent, that's another layer. Like it's tiring. It's a mental exhaustion. Take a break when needed. This is their job. Same thing. You know, how do they expect to perform? And then on top of that, if you're black, you're dealing with how many years of constantly experiencing what they've been experiencing behind closed doors. Mm -hmm. And then now it's all up in their face every day in a constant reminder that shit hasn't changed and it's probably not going to change quickly. So, (laughs) yeah, well, it's about, and I'm, I'm, I'm learning this, right? Because we're all doing the, we're putting the work in, we're reading, listening, we're reading, we're We're talking about it. And then really it's about stepping into your power. And there's a responsibility when you decide you want to step into your power. Yes, ma'am. When you step into your power, is when you're like, all right, I have to be held accountable for wielding such a gift that I have that I know my worth and I know what I can do with this power. And the WNBA has stepped into their power mm-hmm. and has been responsible and courageous. And if you are not putting their name in your mouth when you're having these discussions, then you are a foolish person that is not, not really love sports, but just loves certain things. Yeah. Blinders. Right. And right. that's just what it is. And I, I can't express to you guys enough. Go and read Erica Ayala's Washington Post piece. Yeah, good. It lays out what the WNBA has been doing. She also does, um, she, I think it's a locked, locked on women's basketball podcast. She talked to Dorothy, Dorothy Gentry. Um, she has, she does yeah. one, she does a podcast, uh, uh, one about social justice um, for that podcast. And she also has her social justice YouTube. So check her out. She talks about this stuff a lot. She's really at the forefront. It's where we, you know, read a lot about what's happening there and i think she's just doing a great job so Man, go on the you. show i know right yeah. Next if, she, if she's not too busy because ah, man yeah. she's everywhere i love <laughs> yeah. it she's everywhere um but yeah so that's i think you know so much and still things are developing right things are developing and we can continue to develop that's just how we have to this is how i mean that's just something that i've also realized in all the work that you know we're doing and what we're seeing is that this is not gonna end guys no nope. this is not ever end like you we're no. gonna have to function in the society yeah. in a different way yep if we want to keep yeah what we worked hard for i mean that's why they call it systemic racism because yep. it's also going to be systemic change like yeah, it's good. It's got thick ass roots that we need to pull mm. out and re, you know, replant and new right. seeds. So, well, just really quick, just to shift gears before we do our hoops off, but I just want to say, go Sparks! Yeah, I saw they clicked a second. Oh They're my second god! Blade. I know it's a huge <laughs> shift in what we're talking about, but we need to have a little bit of joy that yes. I would like to bring. Joy, joy, <laughs> yeah. 
So the Sparks are in second place with the uh, Las Vegas Aces. They're half a game back together Oof. from first place. They won yesterday. They scrapped it out. That's the thing too. It's like, can you imagine having to wake up and like be like on point? Like right. right after all of this, uh, God bless the strength and the mental strength and the physical strength that they have to go. I do work in gym shorts, right? <laughs> but their gym shorts are valid. But you know what I mean? They have to perform, yeah. and I'm like, I, I, no, I send out an email or oh, an email, and I'm like, I need to take a nap. Like, that was <laughs> yes. I need an hour nap. I sent out like five emails. No and way. I need nap. Nap. I've been so I productive to today. Oh, I, I read your email. I gotta take a nap. And then I'll respond. So yeah, so I don't even know like how they find that. But the Sparks won yesterday. Um, Chelsea Gray has partnered with Rock the Vote on Equality California, and she'll be donating fifty dollars for every assist for the rest of the season. Um, twenty five dollars going to Equality California, and twenty five dollars going to Rock the Vote. So check out they you know check their organizations out to Equality California and Rock the Vote. Rock the Vote's been around girl since forever wow. forever like forever. i was a kid wow. and like what's rock the vote oh my <laughs> god i loved rock the vote because it was all like when when mtv got into like rock the vote and they would make all those videos with those rock stars that you know were fucking high or like coked out like i'll never forget like there's an aerosmith one that's so fucking creepy because i'm like y'all are kind of gross, <laughs> but I'm totally going to rock the vote, you know? So yeah, the, uh, so funny. I went down a rabbit hole with vintage rock the vote stuff. Ooh. It's interesting. Check it. You should do that and have fun. Um, uh, so that she did that. And then um, let's see the uh, Candace Parker just announced today that she's joining the social change fund, which was created by Carmel Anthony, Chris Paul and Dwayne Wade to support critical and timely issues impacting the black community. And then I have been uh, watching the New York Liberty has these stay loud panels. And Ooh. I just watched the one for uh, why we say her name that was moderated by uh, Brittany Packnett Cunningham in discussion with Sharon Cooper and Lashia Clarendon. She plays on the Liberty and then Nakisha Lewis. Amazing. Because, you know, we talk, you know, it's also really important that we listen to black women and what they're saying about these certain things, because then they'll teach us like our vocabulary of like yes. how we, sh we can talk about it better and how we can be better advocates. And, and, um, you know, one of the things that I thought was really interesting was Nakisha Lewis talking about like, you know what, you're going to do things that are not, you know, that are not right, right? Like, don't let fear stop you from trying to enter into a movement or enter into a space, like mm -hmm. um, which is really interesting because, you know, you get scared. You're like, I'm going to talk about this and I don't yeah. want to fuck it up. And they're tough you know, conversations. It's to tough. Yes. Very tough conversations. It's tough, but it's, so I would recommend going to see that particular panel because it was just interesting to hear how we can talk about the language around uh, why we say her name and, you know, not removing the fear of, that makes you not do anything, you know, right. because you're too afraid to do anything. So that, I just had to give a Sparks update because man, they rock <laughs> and I'm loving them. Spark. Oh, they're so good. The oh, it's going to be so good. It's so, and it's funny too, because in that, the podcast that I was talking about that Candace was in, she talked about like how she went and talked to Derek Fisher. Cause you know, in the playoffs last season, Oh, they had their beef. 
Well, yeah. girl, he pulled her. I know. Yeah. I, the bench, yeah. Like, I feel that what? beef. I feel that beef. I had okay. that beef. Mm. I was there too. I was like, I have beef with you, Derek Fisher, <laughs> after that fuckery. So she talks yeah. about how, like, they had a conversation. And so she's like, I had to be a role model for my daughter to say, like, you know what? Sometimes with coworkers, things happen. And you have to have these like, conversations. But under my breath, I was cussing <laughs> him out. <laughs> Still cussing him out. He needs to be careful. <laughs> They're in a great position to win this season. I, I mean, yay! Let's do it. <laughs> um, so that's all I had. So unless you guys have anything else, I think we could take a quick super break, and then we're gonna come back with hoops off. Does that sound good? You can do it. All right, yeah. we will be right back. And we are back with our final segment, Hoops Off. Karen usually literally takes her hoops off. But this is a segment where we each get one minute to rant about something that we just want to take our hoops off, have you hold them, because we're about to fight. So Kendall is going to go first. I got one minute. Are you ready, okay. Kendall? Three, so. two, one, go. Okay, today's Hoops Off with Kindle is going to be about alternate MAGA hats and how I hate them and how I feel like whenever you change up the whole MAGA on your hat and add your little whatever you want to make great again, you just lose your message because all people see is the MAGA and the red and that just has a really bad association with racism, sexism, you name it, ism. Uh, and it's basically going to go down with the swastika. So I feel like if you have like a really like message that you're really wanting to get out, quit making the fucking MAGA alternate hats (laughs) because you're just giving it into Trump's message and and blasting his message out. So just make a hat that's got your cool ass saying on it or whatever you want to say and just stay away from the make America great again bullshit. That's all I got. Agreed. All right. That was a little under a minute, but I like it. I'm going to agree with that. You know, because it doesn't matter what you write, immediately you think MAGA. Yeah. Yeah. So you you completely lose your message. Yeah. So unless I'm going to be face to face with you, then it's just going to look like MAGA. And then you're, you know, you know, like with those jokes where you have to explain it after you've told it. Oh, I know. Then it's not a good joke. Yeah. No. It's not. It didn't work. It didn't work. I mean, and here's the thing, at least to me, if I am, if I see a red hat that's a mile away, I just immediately think that it's a MAGA hat. Even if it's like, a the blazer's reds. hat or yeah. the reds yeah. or whatever but like i'm just like red hats associate it immediately with that yeah. and you just lose your message and instead you just give in to his message which yeah is gross i understand that they're, you're trying to flip it but it's no, not it no it's <laughs> there's not other ways of doing it no <gasps> okay karen are you ready big hair don't care ready the, right oh, yeah. okay <laughs> three two one my hoop soft is dedicated to those model minorities. You know who I'm talking about, Asians, especially you old Asians acting like, well, pff, I'm person of color and I don't see racism and I don't get what. Bitch, first off, it's COVID. <laughs> so if you Asian walking around and you haven't experienced someone looking at you funny because of the China virus, then I don't know if your eyes are open. But second, let's rem- remember this. We are coined model minorities to create a wedge between us and other people of color so that we cannot collectively 
come together and break apart systemic racism. And then so we get rewarded with what? Oh, you can get a job promotion in this white company. Oh, you could be white adjacent. It's because you're light. That's okay. But you know what? At the end of the day, it won't matter. And we've seen that with COVID. We've seen that anywhere, especially with this damn president calling us chinks and always complaining about China and everyone looping us into one race. So you know what? Model minorities, uh, change that shit, okay? And become the majority with other people of color. That's all I got to say. Ooh, one minute on the, on the dot. <laughs> it's like it's in, is the timer ingrained in my <laughs> Right. <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna get the timer for Liz. <laughs> okay. Oh, I got it. I got okay. it already. Okay. Okay, you ready? Yes. You ready? Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. In three, two, one, go. I have to take the hoops off because I want to fight the RNC. Like I wanted <laughs> to fight all four days, and this is why the you know everything that they talked about. They is happening in their administration. Like, I don't understand. And I'm going to throw it back on to the event planners for the RNC for not being smarter about the fact that this man was going to have 70 minutes to talk. And all of these reels and all of these tricks and all of these people, they hoaxed and tricked into being in these videos. Like, the planners had no responsibility for the trash that they were putting out and they do not take any accountability for the fact that they created the most monstrous heinous death cult for days that has ever existed on this fucking planet and so they are gonna fight with me today <laughs> yes words <laughs> Oh my god, I want to find those event planners and fight them. Yeah, we, we need to just get <laughs> a graphic of you like this and then like the words RNC and you're like trying to like they should have they should use Jelania's green dress, oh, yes. green screen of me fighting with the event planners <laughs> put on her dress. You yeah. you versus Louis Trump. Right. Yes. <laughs> I mean, am I being naive or optimistic to think that she wears her things on purpose? Because y'all remember she does. pussy boat. Well, yeah. Well, she or, also, no, the the thing on the back of her jacket. Yeah, I don't, I don't care, care. Whatever it was. Yeah, I I don't care. Do you? It's yeah. like, oh god. I yeah. really don't care. I really okay. don't care. Well, that's it. That's it, my ladies. Um, I want we want to thank everyone for listening today. Um, oh, and before we go, our our Black Panther, he passed away colon cancer. Fuck cancer. That's Fuck our cancer. collective hoops off the cancer and thank you for all of the movies where you embodied all of our legends and all of our heroes good marshall jack and such a beautiful light and we'll always have that in prayers to you and to your family and love and strength to your family with that you know make sure you guys are listening to this podcast um we're on apple Podcasts. we're on spotify follow us dm us social handles on Twitter at the Hoops Talking, uh, YouTube. Um, yeah, that's it. Thanks for listening. Karen, how do you want to keep it? We want to keep, <laughs> keep it, keep it sweaty, sweaty and, and pretty. We out. <laughs>